This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. If you want to stay in the know about everything that's happening in Portsmouth, from news to culture to food, of course sport and Pompey, take out an online subscription with the Portsmouth News website today at Portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Not only do you get unlimited online access to award-winning reporting, but with fewer ads and free access to our digital edition and mobile app, you get all the Portsmouth you need. Our trial offer starts at just £1 a month for the first three months. Welcome to the latest edition of Pompey Talk, the podcast, with this week's episode dedicated to transfers. There's not much happening on that front at the minute at Fratton Park, but it is, after all, one of our favourite topics as football fans. So what have we got? Well, Neil Allen, he's sticking to his guns by insisting the Blues' squad needs a major overhaul. He also describes this transfer window as the most important of Kenny Jackett's Pompey reign. Will Rooney knocks back those Ethan Robson rumours which emerged this week. Meanwhile, Sean Raggett's situation, the use of loans and Alex Cochran's potential Blues move also come under the radar. We hope you enjoy the listen. Well, welcome to the latest edition of Pompey Talk. My name is Mark McMahon and joining us today is Chief Sports Writer Neil Allen and Will Rooney. How are you doing, lads? Tickety-boo, it's lovely, isn't it? Wonderful summer we're having. Wonderful summer. Well, you enjoyed the delights of glorious Goodwood, actually, yesterday. I had to, it's actually, yeah, I... uh... I uh, didn't have a bad day. I have a three years. It was lovely. It was cracking the plaid. Three years ago, I went to, to Goodwill for the first time. And it was the worst weather I've ever experienced. It was just absolutely horrific. And, you know, you don't go to these things and it's cracking the flag. So that's the way it is, isn't it? But hey ho, what can you do? Hey ho, what can you do? Right, did you go, so... Where did you go to Goodwood then? Or what did you do yesterday? Oh, no, didn't go. Like, you can't go. I just went and had a couple of pints watching it. What? Oh, okay. In the pub, <laughs> yeah. Which, which pub? Which pub do you recommend? I went to the Leopold's, which is quite oh, nice. Good. It was all right. We used yeah, to be a nice right. pub, yeah. Yeah, it was all right. Is, nice pint, not bad for a pint of Guinness either. Is the Leopold the pub to go to if anybody wants to meet you and have a right go at some of the stuff you write for us? <laughs> One oh, of them, no. a lot of them. If you want to have a go at me, I mean, you can just directly buy a Twitter <laughs> or whatever or stop me in the street. Yeah, is, I mean, there's a lot of um. There's a lot of uh, anger about it, isn't it? A lot of vitriol, a lot of bloody all sorts of out lately. So if you want to have a go at me, you may as well, because everyone's in the final line. Don't encourage it, Well, don't encourage <laughs> it. It's not very pleasant on Twitter at the moment, is it? It's not. It's yeah, not. But let's, let's stay clear about Let's The negativity out there, yes, we're all very much aware of it. Um, but let's let's... I was going to say, let's make this a Kenny Jack free zone, but no, no don't mention that. Don't mention that, Jay Wood. Don't mention it. <laughs> but unfortunately, yes, his name will probably crop up, but not in the context that many people will be thinking. But we are, yes, you know, we are. Talking, can can, can we are, I just say? Can you just say that it did amuse me when I saw uh, Pompey put out a um, uh, some footage of the uh, Barclays Asia Trophy in, in two thousand and seven. And uh, and every comment under there was about it was about Kerry, Kerry Jacket. Every single comment. 
Well, it's, no matter what the story we put on the website, it could be simply floodlight stories or something out there, and everybody's blaming Kenny Jagger for the floodlights coming down and all this here. So the manager can do nothing right at the minute, even though he's yeah, he's not. Yeah, let's 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 pass let's pass out there. <laughs> um, but yes, no doubt he will come up in this here because we are talking transfers. It's a transfer special podcast. So, no doubt, yes, Kenny is integral to Pompey's transfers over the next couple of weeks. Um, Neil, whenever Pompey got beat by Oxford in the playoffs, you were quite adamant that there was a squad overhaul needed. Has your, has your viewpoint changed, Danny? Are you, are you sticking by that there? Definitely. Um, I think, as I said in previous podcasts, as I said on Twitter, um, the club's very stale at the moment, isn't it? It just needs a spark. It's everyone's down, and it's not just the playoffs. Obviously, if Pompey got through the playoffs, it would have been different. But uh, uh, it needs something. It needs freshening up that squad, doesn't it? Uh, naturally, yeah. some players have left anyway. Um, Pittman, you know, Burgess, Hornstrup, and Hawkins. So, but it needs freshening up, doesn't it? There's a lot of positions there. Need resolving. Need sorting out. And, um, and, of course, the low needs are gone as well. So, uh, this is a great time for Pompey to do that. But, obviously, they're impacted by the salary cap, post-coronavirus with clubs short of money, um, and all that. And I know some people are saying the club is using an excuse, but it's just facts. And they're trying to explain to people the situation uh, because these are tough, tough times for, for all clubs. Yeah. Well, what's your take on Pompey's proposed transfer business this summer? Again, are you in the same camp as Neil? Major overhaul, or is it just a matter of a few tweaks? Well, you certainly need a few players, don't we? Because um, I mean, what have we got? Seventeen <laughs> senior players under contract. I, I don't even think you can count Turnbull the keeper, so because you don't need three keepers necessarily. The, the idea might be to get him out on loan, but I'm sure we might talk about keepers as well during all this. But so you could say 16, so they certainly need to to bolster the squads, the squad, don't they? Um, they need key areas, centre backs looking like all the defences looking like no, not one left back under contract. Probably one striker short, maybe a centre midfielder short if they can get if they can't get Cameron McGee back. So they certainly need need signings and. and more importantly, I think what they need this summer is signings that are going to suit Kenny Jackett's style of play. Um, I think last summer, I think a lot of people talked about John Marcus coming in and him coming in as this big prolific striker with a great reputation. Scores, I think, what was it, 26 goals or something for Doncaster the previous season. And Pompey just didn't play to his attributes at all. So if Kenny Jackett wants to play the, the, the way he's playing at the minute, I think he needs to bring in players that are going to suit his style of football and going to get the best out of them rather get the best out of the tactics rather than at times which it happened quite a bit didn't they putting square pegs in in round holes like markers in the 10 etc and tinkering with other things so i think that's going to be key to summer getting the, the players in that are going to suit the tactics that, that jack wants to play if it's playing a bit more direct which Sometimes a lot of a lot a lot of fans don't like that, but it gets results we've seen in that season. Uh, so on the first half of 2018-19, if Pompey want to play that way, it can be effective. But Pompey got to get the right players if, if they want to play that way. If they want to go another way about it, then they've got to got to get the players that can suit the, the philosophy. I think. Well, I say, Mark, Mark, I, I remember when Pompey were lost in the playoffs under Paul Cook at Plymouth. Uh, you know, in in the last minute, it was heartbreaking at Home Park. Now, yeah. 
there was a bit more optimism because we knew that team needed tinkering. They just lost in the semi-finals. <laughs> it just needed tinkering that team because the recruitment was so outstanding in Cook's first summer of 2015. So he did a bit of tinkering. He brought in Danny Rose. He brought in Carl Baker. He brought in Ford in goal. So just a little bit of tinkering. The rest of the signs were pretty poor, to be honest, that summer. But it changed it a little bit like that. Uh, that's all it required. And then the next season, Pompey went on and they won the League Two title. This time round, the team that lost at Oxford, it doesn't need tinkering. It needs an overhaul. They've lost Burgess, who's an instrumental player, and others. It needs a big overhaul for me. And, uh, and that's, that's the whole point. He needs a good summer. Last summer, he, some of the signings he didn't fancy after a few weeks, like Downing, which alarms me now that now Downing might be seen as a centre-half for this season yeah. when, he didn't, when he didn't want him last season. Uh, but that's the thing. He needs to bring in, a, a, for me, a number of players because uh, this team, I know they only fractionally went out through, the, through penalties, but it needs an overhaul. Well, how, how possible is it under the current climate on the wage restrictions, squad sizes, that Pompey could successfully do that there? Bring in, say, five players, which we're all told is what they'll probably need to bring us up to the 22. How successful can Pompey be in getting players that would actually improve that team from the end of last season? Is that possible under the well, current situation? I hope, I hope it's possible. We might all just give up if they can't get better players, and hopefully it's possible. And that's down to the recruitment team. Let's face it, the recruitment team haven't been that wonderful over the last three years, yeah. especially around January time. You can name the most effective players really on, on one hand, you know. But, um, but yeah, but if, they, they but yeah, but if, if, if the financial situation is as bad as what we're led to believe, there are going to be wage restrictions. Mm. Is it possible? Is it possible to actually bring in five players that are going to walk straight into that team and improve Pompey and make them, rather than a playoff contender, and the promotion contender then? Is that, that's what I'm wondering. I, yeah, because it's, it's, I mean, it's unfortunate for Pompey in the way, because, unfortunate, sorry, um, because Pompey were expecting this wage cap to be applied for, from June the 30th. Now it's going to be applied, perhaps, from August the 6th. So yeah. it's a bit of a free-for-all now, so you can actually give them decent wages, and it'll yeah. be the, the, the level of the wage cap. So that's going to benefit Pompey in a way. So suddenly, they've changed their mindset, though, of, oh, we can't get big signings in. So now they can. So this will be really fascinating, because there's a big rush now, surely. And uh, hopefully, they can bring some names in, some quality in, who, who can cement this, this side in, in promotion spots. And make them better because they need to be made. They can prove considerably for me. Well, if Pompey don't bring in these players that aren't going to be restricted by salary caps before August the sixth, is that automatically? Oh my God, Pompey are up against it already again. The thing is, though, a lot of clubs haven't made signings either. Really, have they? It's only really been Blackpool and Bristol Rovers who've been out the blocks and. They're taking a bit of a chance, really, if you think if a, if a salary cap does come in and we have a second wave or whatever, and uh, God's help it doesn't happen, but football suspended again, then they're going to have a big wage bill on their hands, you think, where they've got to deal with. You look at, like, Sunderland's haven't made a sign, and yet uh, Peterborough haven't been very active. Ipswich is the, the same. Oxford's similar. I know they've brought in a lot from, from Northern Ireland, haven't they? But... The, the, the promotion contenders, they all are buying the time because of this salary cap, I think, and seeing where they can 
where they can maximise the budgets if they need if needs be. And let's not forget that the championship hasn't finished yet. I know that most fixtures are over, but there's still the, the playoffs going on. So it'll be interesting to see just I think things are starting to get in motion now. A couple of people I've been talking to, things are they're expecting next week things might start picking up a bit of pace and we might start seeing signings and then obviously have a bit of a domino effect at times if there is fees involved because clubs go out and pay fees, etc. So I think once we have a bit more clarity, then we'll know. But it is just interesting that, that a lot of clubs in League One aren't racing off to make signings. I, I think yeah. all the Blackpool and Bristol Rovers are. But, and, the, you know, the look at Bristol Rovers made some decent signings, haven't they? Max Avery and Jack Baldwin and Blackpool brought in a couple of faces as well. But the real promotion contenders, you think, the ones who are in the playoffs and just outside the playoffs, are just... They're just sitting tight at the minute because I think that is the, the wise thing to do because it's about sustainability at the end of the day and not putting yourself in a position where you're going to really, really be in a financial struggle. So I think Pompey are doing the right thing, but hopefully we get a bit more clarity and, and things can start start uh, moving pretty swiftly now. Well, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know it's the blinding obvious, but it needs to be pointed <clears> out. Clubs that have been in the playoffs are obviously a bit behind the others in terms of that yeah. recruitment because clubs in the playoffs are looking at recruitment. Should they go up to the championship or should they remain in League One? Yeah. And I think it needs to be pointed out because some people seem to forget this. So, so Pompey aren't going to sign players or recruit players in League One when they still have a chance of getting a championship. So you've effectively got two lists. So this is what happens now. Pompey are out and in the playoffs, you know, early July then they start looking at their League One list. So that's delayed Pompey and Oxford and the other clubs a, slight, a little, isn't it? So that's another thing to, to remember because Oxford, it's easy for Bristol Rovers and Blackpool to recruit nice and yeah. early, but they've known for a long, long, long time they weren't in the playoffs. They've known since March they weren't going to be in the playoffs, effectively. Definitely, yeah. No, it needs to be taken into consideration, definitely. Um, well, what about Sean Raggett then? Is there is the race on for Pompey to get Sean Raggett in? We've we've done another story this week saying that they're still actively looking to get Raggett in, make him a permanent fixture front part. Is it important that their transfer gets done before what August the sixth? Yeah, well, Raggett's an interesting one because he's he's a really good lad, Raggett. Um, I've spoken to him many times in the last few months actually, and he does enjoy living down here. Um, the point of uh, during lockdown his, his girlfriend moved down here with him as well and he was heavily involved in the community and he does live in the area perhaps it's because he's from Gillingham uh, but there mm. you go uh, but uh, yeah uh, and, the, and there is interest for him staying here uh, Pompey also would like to keep him here so it's a case of negotiation but there is going to be interest in Sean Raggett from other, other clubs he finished the season very very strongly in fact bit discredit really he grew through the season it was a very poor start and he grew didn't he when he when he proved he was over that injury and he became a very good performer for Pompey uh, so he's definitely one they would like to keep they see him as somebody who can offer continuity in the back line Some, uh, someone they know um, what will what will give the club he's reliable it's not a gamble he's not going to be a signing that they'll bring in and it's not going to come off because they learn yeah. things about him in training they know what he can bring so He's definitely one Pompey targeting. However, as I said, there were other clubs in for him. He's played in the Championship as well, hasn't he? On loan at Rotherham a couple of years ago. So that might be an option 
for him at that level if clubs. So we'll have to wait and see. But also, you go back to the wage cap. You know, say he's, say he's on a certain high level of wage at Nor- Norwich, he's going to have to take a hell of a drop to come to Pompey in the wage cap. And that's why yeah. a lot of players got to accept these days. But in that respect, then it's it's important then Pompey try and tie him down before August the sixth. Then is it? Yeah, but but also what options have got on the table? He will have he will have other offers. Sean Raggett. He's, he's not going to be scratched around trying to find a club. He will have offers. Um, yeah. Uh, but as, as as several agents have said to us, and we, we've done stories about it, the market's changed. It's now the buyer's market, and players' wages will be driven down and. Uh, we're going to see that. We're going to see a surplus of players in the, uh, who are free agents. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, there's been a few rumours during the rounds. Most recently, yesterday, Ethan Robson, a name at the minute I wasn't too familiar with. But um, <laughs> um, what, what's your take on that? Well. He's throwing you under the bus. Yeah, I, I don't know a lot about it. See, I was off yesterday as well. And, uh, That's I right. You were a good with yesterday. But well, no, I mean, I, no, I do, I, I do know who he is. I mean, for me, it just it doesn't add up for me at all. I mean, you're getting released by Sunderland, who are a similar ilk of a club as Pompey, a top end League One club, and all of a sudden you get released by Sunderland and two sides who finished outside the playoffs. One year, spent a lot on loan at Grimsby and Dundee in the past two seasons. I mean, he's not a young kid either. He's 23, so he's a similar age to the likes of close Cannon Morris and if you're not getting a game with Sunderland you're not getting a look in plus he's had injuries and Kenny Jacket doesn't really sign players who've had long list of injuries um, yeah it's just it, it just does not really add up to me at all when I've when I, when I seen it it's just it's, yeah I, I, I can't see a lot in that I mean I think, I think he's seen I think he's, he spoke to Sunderland there whole about having League 1 and, and League 2 interest so that applies to me it would be sort of if he was at Grimsby, by all accounts, he did impress, but that would be top-end League 2 slash towards the lower-end League 1 or mid-table to, to go to Pompey. It'd be, it just, yeah, yeah it'd just be a big... It just does not make sense at all. You've got Morris, you've got Close, you've got Cannon, you've got Naley, you want McGee and Bach. Bar Naylor, they're all roughly 23 to 25, 26. It's just, it's just another... Uh, if, if you're going to bring another midfielder in, then maybe it's one of a real youngster up and coming up-and-coming player. I know Jack said about building around youngsters, but 23 is not, not really young to me. He's just come into sort of sort of that age of 23 to 29, 30, where it should be your best years of your career, really. So, nah, I can't see that that one um, having any legs in it. But we might see, I don't know. He needs a midfielder, though, doesn't he? He needs to bring in another central midfielder, without a doubt. And he needs an attacking midfielder straight number 10. And he needs a left-back. And he needs another striker, someone with pace and something offers something different. He needs to let someone else. He needs quite a few players, let's be honest, but definitely a yeah. central midfielder. Wouldn't it be well, great he... to have a proper number 10, though, as you just said? Wouldn't yeah. it be great to see a proper number 10? But once we haven't seen one since probably Naismith when he was put there, was it? It's just, there's exactly. never been a proper number 10 under Jacket. And I know that he likes his midfield, that number tend to be a midfield. And Cannon's done well, but he needs to offer his goal. Brett Gareth Evans has goals in him, but maybe he doesn't offer as much all round. But with, team, with, but with Cannon, there's a whole confusion where to play him. Hmm. Where's his best role? And that's not been quite worked out. And also, Where is his best anyone, role? Well, exactly. We don't know. 
And before anyone moans, Pompey also needs central defenders, just in case it comes out that I, I didn't say they did. They do. <laughs> yeah, they do. Well, just on the central, you said they need a central midfielder, they need a central defender. Here's a theory. What, how, do you reckon Kenny Jack is actually planning on playing Tom Naylor centre-half next season? <laughs> Which then reduces wow. the need to get in a centre-half. He's got Bryn Morris in midfield. Yes, you're going to need an extra midfielder to compete in there, but I have this. I just have this thought that I can see Tom Naylor burning me what happened like in, the, in the Oxford games. And Birds is now going ragged with still the no. I can actually see an opening day of the season and maybe a partnership of Downing and and and, and Naylor in the centre mid in the centre of the fence. <laughs> is he a winter centre back or a summer centre back? He played there before, Annie. Well, Pompey for me need two centre halves, right? They need to bring in two because you've only got Watmore, who we're going to see how, how he is over his injury. Don't know yet, do we? Because he's not played competitively enough. Who would be first choice of his final course? And you've got Downing. And again, he didn't fancy Downing from September last year. Why would he suddenly fancy him now? So yeah, they, they, need yeah. another, they need two centre halves, don't they? Perhaps one will be ragged. We'll, we'll wait and see. But they need, they need something there, don't they? Right. Well, sorry, we are, I'm conscious of time. Um, but you've been leading the charge with the Alex Cochran uh, potential move to Pompey. Any any developments there, or is it still very much as we were? Not at the minute. I mean, I know that Pompey like him, and all the Phil Borman likes him certainly. And when you um, when you got no left back, and you know it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it, it, it looks like he, the Brighton, from from what what I understand, Brighton want to get him out on loan, but it's whether a did feel that going to League One would be the right move for him because they might want to get him to a, a championship club instead, potentially. Uh, and B, it's whether they think that he might get enough game time at Pompey, I suppose. Um, Lee Brown, if, if he signs a new deal, he's been first choice for a lot of his Pompey career, bar when Seddon came in. And he's obviously a reliable pair of hands who played well in the playoffs. Uh, had a lot of flack on Twitter, which we which we've discussed uh, numerous times. Which a lot of us can't get our heads around why he's all of a sudden this villain. But yeah, he's a very trusted player. So it's whether a I think if they want him in League One and b if they felt he'd get enough game time because I know the Pompey fans don't like it, but clubs like that are, are coming to Pompey for the development. Like that's the that's the fact, isn't it? But if you get a good player yeah. and you play him and it benefits you as well. It's like sending out, it's like sending out Rico Hacker-Fairchild to a League Two club. It's going to benefit you in the long run and no one's going to complain. So I can't really get my head around that when people really moan about low needs because every every promotion side has low needs. You make a difference. Every promotion side, you look at Rotherham with Bar Laser and... Uh, and uh, Coventry with, with the lads O'Hare from, from Villa, who obviously made a big difference for those, and it, it does. So, yeah, one certainly need to, I do need to chase up, but definitely Pompey are interested, and it'll be interesting to definitely Brighton want to get them out on loan as well. You think you think last year when ben, ben Thompson came in, didn't he? And, and it, it, it resurrected, really, Ben Thompson's <coughs> Millwall career, career, and at the yeah. same time, put Pompey top of the league. I mean, what a mm. loan signing he was. So loan signings can benefit clubs, can't they? Clearly. And I'm not, before yeah. anyone says it, Ben Thompson's not coming back to Pompey. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't afford him. He's still doing well at Millwall, you know. Uh, but yeah. uh, but what, what, what an outstanding loan signing he was. And Seddon, of course, has enhanced his reputation, even though it's now looking practically impossible Pompey can bring him back. So um, they do benefit the player and the clubs. 
does okay I was going to ask you about Lee Brown Neil so if you can just give a wee bit of an update on that but then also low knees will fall under this wage cap won't they if this isn't just so again what's the situation with low knees going in the next season will there be as many as we have seen in previous years um, well, low, low knees that uh, obviously under the age of 21 such as Cochrane yeah. uh, wouldn't come into the wage cap so um there's a scope there for clubs to take Premier League players on loan and they wouldn't come in the wage cap. So it encouraged more loanees, if anything, young loanees under the age yeah. of 21. Um, as regards Pompey, I'm not, I'm not sure how many loanees Jacket would like. Um, again, it's down to strengthening, isn't it? And, and wages. But um, I'd like to see more permanent players at Pompey than loanees, ideally. Yeah. But we've got to wait and see because he needs to bring in quality, whether it's low knees, whether it's permanent. He needs to bring in quality because they, he, for Jacket himself, I know I'm mentioning the Jacket word now, I wasn't going to mention oh. it. it. It is vital he gets off to a good start to try to somehow win back uh, the belief of a lot of supporters. Um, so uh, he needs a good start to the season, doesn't he? Because if he doesn't and fans get let him back in, that's going to be a bit nasty, I think. And do you think then, just on that, this is probably Kenny Jackett's most important transfer window now? It's got to be, isn't it? He's been here three years. He's taken the club to the playoffs twice. First year was about stabilising in League One, which they did, and finished eighth. It's a massive transfer window. This is going to be a headline this now, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, I know, yeah. It's a, it's a massive transfer window, isn't it? He's, he's got to recruit quality in this window yeah. and ensure Pompey have a decent start. No, sorry, not even a decent start. A good start to the season. Mark Catlin has acknowledged the start to last season, 2019-20, cost Pompey massively. It ensured that Pompey forever... We're, we're chasing the rest of the pack, wasn't it? And they, they, they emerged from that superbly. Let's give Jacket credit for that. They caught up in the end and were stopped by the coronavirus. But Pompey were always chasing because of that awful start to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he needs to recruit well. He needs to decide his team in the, in the, in the close, in the, in the pre-season, and not in September when he changes captains. And he's got to hit the ground running this season because... His, his job is under threat, clearly, isn't it? He needs a summer so, like two years ago. He needs a summer like two years ago, doesn't he? Naylor, Curtis, McGilvery, Brown coming in, where it's just, and then Thompson obviously on loan, and lads like Andre Green and, and Wheeler, where it was just real quality all around, wasn't it? Really, it was only really some, and even like you think of like Joe Mason coming in, couldn't get a game, and Louis Dennis, who obviously came in and, and couldn't get a sniff either. That summer was superb summer. I thought his, his recruitment and he needs he needs a record for that for me. It's always January probably fall down with um, and Jacket though, yeah. isn't it? They recruit in January. That January when they're at the top of the league, um, is Grovey signed, never played him. He signed Vaughan, never played him. Um Bogle throughout his career starts well, then tails off a bit, doesn't he? Bogle was a bit of an mm. enigmatic figure and it just Thompson left and he missed him. It just didn't go well in January. It's a big summer transfer. And as you say, Will, Jacket traditionally has done quite well in summer transfer windows. So this is another big one for him. Okay, well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. (laughs) 
<laughs> on that note, we will wrap it up. Lads, thank you again for your time. I know we're all very busy, so appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedules. Um, we'll speak again soon, and thank you all for listening. We wish you well. Goodbye. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website for just £1 a month for the first three months for everything you need to know about Portsmouth and more.